We are back up and running with our Players Only podcast. Kicking it. We get time over this international break to catch up with defender Tim Parker, who talks about the sprint to the playoffs for the Red Bulls and the Players Fantasy Football League. We also spend time with the newest member of New York, Josh Sims, who talks about his adjustment to Major League Soccer and the United States. I'm Matt Harmon, and this is the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. New York Red Bulls with 29 games played, five games remaining as they hit the stretch run of the MLS season. They have the week off this week with the international break. There are teams that are playing. The Red Bulls are not one of them. We like to catch up with our players when we can. It's our players-only podcast, and we welcome in defender Tim Parker. Uh, Tim, thanks for giving us some time, number one. I think before we even talk anything MLS-related, let's dig into the start of a new season. I know you are a huge football <laughs> fan, a huge fantasy football guy as well um looking forward to the start of the nfl season which which comes up later on tonight yeah yeah really looking forward to it um i'm a big giant fan so obviously being back on the east coast being back in new york it gives me opportunity to to watch the games uh at a reasonable hour that i'm used to that i'm growing up used to at least and uh being around it is good again if you're in vancouver like you were for a couple years i mean that's an early morning start right 10 o'clock the games would be on yeah, it's really weird. And then the night games are obviously on at 5.30 instead of 8.30. So when the game's over, it's probably like 9 o'clock and you don't know what to do. Whereas here, if you watch that 8.30 Sunday night or Monday night game, you go to bed right after and it's like a normal routine. Where there, it's kind of a little bit different. How about uh, when you were in Vancouver for the couple of seasons that were you there? Did you dig into the Canadian Football League at all? Or is that co- is that complete nonsense when it comes to Tim Parker's football f- fandom? Yeah, no, I could never get into it. I mean, I think I was probably a little bit stubborn to it, to be fair. But, um, no, I was never uh, one to kind of dive into that. How about uh, we'll, we'll get into the fantasy stuff a little later. But as you look at the MLS season right now, I say stretch run because that's essentially what it's become. It's now a sprint to the end with five games remaining and a playoff spot kind of hanging in the balance right now, I think is a fair way to say it. Um, t- just talk about what this break can mean for you guys, an opportunity to maybe reset before you've got the Western road trip with Seattle, then Portland, never easy to get points there, and then big games with D.C., Philadelphia, and then uh, to wrap up the year in Montreal. So the five games remaining, it's all teams that are kind of fighting for the same thing that you are, and that's playoff positioning. Yeah, you know, they're, they're tough games, but I think for us, uh, what this kind of bye week gives for us and then leading into that West Coast trip, I think it's a reef it's a hopefully a little bit of a reset but also a, a moment for us to kind of dig into the details of what what's uh what's not going right for us at the moment so i think that's something that we kind of have to look at ourselves and obviously go over some video go over some tape and be pretty critical when we're training out there so i'll follow up with that and you said things that aren't going right it's been that roller coaster yo-yo type of season has that been frustrating for you guys? Because obviously you come in off the, the record-setting season a year ago, the Supporter Shield, good run into the playoffs, um, and expectations are high again going into this year. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it would be uh, silly if it didn't frustrate us. You know, I think bringing back a big part of that team that we did so well with last year, I think 
Um, this year, things haven't really been on our like on the page that we wanted to be on. So I think that we've accepted the fact that we're not going to be the record-breaking team, but we still have to be able to perform when the time comes. And I think that this is where it starts to count. How about from a standpoint of you just mentioned looking at video, thinking about individual responsibilities, group responsibilities, and talking more at least right now for the for the back four, which involves you. Has there been one or two things that's been a theme, you think, where where there's been, um, I guess, an issue would be the way to say it, that maybe wasn't there last year that's there this year? Or has it just been kind of one of those years where not everything's gone the right way? Yeah, I think it's been a little bit of both. You know, I think um, there have been moments and times where we've had some individual mistakes, some individual lapses. But at the same time, I think there's a lot. Of, there's been a lot of plays that, haven't really gone our way or something that's been a little bit um, out of reach for us to completely control. Last time out, obviously the loss to Colorado and, and, and probably after that game, I would think a lot of head scratching maybe in the locker room, almost almost saying, no disrespect to Colorado, but how do they come in and, and beat us 2 nothing in a game um, where essentially it's it's more important in a way to New York. I know Colorado, they had Robin Frazier taken over, so guys are trying to make their, their impact with a new coaching staff. What's the what's the conversation that takes place after a game like that with you guys? Yeah, you know, it's obviously really disappointing. It's angry. You know, I think guys walk into that locker room pissed off and um, having that, playing at Red Bull Arena is so, is so good for us because we're usually able to put things on our terms and for most of that game, I felt like we did put stuff on our terms, but at t- times we felt like we we got caught cheating or trying to catch the game. And when we try to catch things and cheat, that's not the way our kind of system works here. So we have to be everyone has to be accountable for what uh, we do. And then obviously a lot of frustration with um, some missed opportunities. You know, like I had a couple that obviously uh, there was frustration about, and then even other guys. You know, I think uh, the forward attacking players are frustrated as well. When you look at um, the rest of the Eastern Conference right now, you've got Philadelphia and New York City that have already clinched spots, Atlanta, D.C., then New York, New England, Toronto, Montreal. Um, Certainly Orlando's not out of it. Chicago's not out of it. You can make the argument Columbus isn't out of it. And I think during the course of the, the radio broadcast, because you guys on Saturday were the first game last weekend, so everyone was playing after you, how much... Um, scoreboard watching do you guys do like do you know what other teams are doing during the course of your game or when you walk in at the locker room are you checking to see okay other games started at 7 30 here's what's happening already in the league or or, or is it hard to do that I, I tend to stay, stay away from it you know I think um, the only time I've ever watched a scoreboard was last year when um, it was that final game of the year against Orlando um, just because we, we we had it playing while we were playing but um, for me, I try to stay away from it. You know, I think there's only certain things that we can control. And um, if we come b- go out from come back in from a game and we don't get the result we want and we start looking at other results that aren't within our control, it could just put us into uh, a little bit darker of a hole after a match like that. When you think about what's coming up still for you guys, the, the road trip um, with Seattle, with Portland, I said obviously difficult to get points there. But can a trip like that after an international break where guys are kind of coming and going and then you'll get back together, can a trip like that be good for a team at this point? Yeah, I was just about to say that. You know, I think um, this is kind of the first trip where we're going to have an extended amount of time on the road. And I think uh, the ability to have it in Seattle and Portland and two like energetic environments to play in, I think is going to be good for us. 
two places, obviously, that you know very well from your days with Vancouver, the rivalry that exists with all three of those teams. Um, and it certainly is, in both cases, really unique atmosphere. Seattle in the big stadium, and then Portland and now a, new, a, a redone stadium. And, and generally, those are two of the best crowds in Major League Soccer. And, and maybe taking what you just said from a visiting standpoint, feeding off of that energy a little bit. Yeah, you know, I'm... Obviously, my time in Vancouver, uh, playing those stadiums, uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, I think some of the guys obviously haven't gotten the opportunity to play out there that much. So it's going to be it's, – it's a fun atmosphere to play in. You know, I mean, if you don't get excited to play in those kind of atmosphere atmospheres, it's a shame. But for us, I think going into those stadiums, for some reason, teams don't really like us that much. So feeding off the energy and feeding off that kind of the crowd, uh, looking at us as – enemies or however it wants to be uh, seen, it's going to be good. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. I, you know, in years past with um, Jesse in, in charge as the head coach and now Chris taking over, same theme. It seems like there's a lot of teams that regard the Red Bulls as a rivalry and not that it doesn't go the other way, uh, but certainly you can point to specific teams. Maybe there is a genuine dislike um, or in other cases, I can remember 15, 16, all the way through even last year. It was a Red Bull team that was winning supporter shields last year, setting records, but not always talked about the same way that other teams were. Is that something that you guys maybe carry a chip on your shoulder with sometimes? Yeah. You know, I think um, it has to do with a little bit of the fact of we don't have this these kind of star-powered names driving our team, and I think that's, uh, that's something that keeps us out of the press a little bit. But for us, it's um, it's a good thing. You know, I mean, for us, we're, we're okay with the spotlight not being on us. Um, we want kind of to prove people wrong and to go about our business in the in the way that we know how. Red Bull defender Tim Parker joining us here on our Players Only podcast, kicking it. Um, we'll got we'll have Josh Sims coming up for you after a quick break. Let's talk real quick about Josh Tim. Get your take on him. A guy that ha- you know signed with limited games remaining, kind of gets thrust right into it. His first game had to have been an experience for him playing not just in a derby game which I'm sure he's used to coming from England but playing at Yankee Stadium on a baseball field he must have walked out of that game saying what what the heck's going on here yeah yeah you know I mean we remember walking around the field before the game and him just kind of getting a feel for the pitch and obviously it being a little bit weird for him you know I think obviously the two different levels where you got the infield laid out in grass and then you have the outfield but, you know, I thought he did well. I thought he did well when he came onto the game. He brought a good good amount of energy and uh, was able to create a couple of chances for us. Is it difficult from – so in my years here from 2015 to now, it's always been about the culture here and making sure that you bring the right guys into the locker room. Is it hard for a guy like that to come in as late in the season as he has and try and make an impact not just on the field but also off the field with the rest of the guys? Yeah, it can be. It can be for sure, and I think um, one of the biggest things about, especially when you come in this late, is to not be kind of shy or tentative. You know, I think we want to get to know you as quick as we can, and you want us to start to you want us to start to trust you as quick as we can. So for him to kind of come in and uh, work his way around the locker room and get to know some guys, and then obviously earn our respect on the field is big. Let's let's talk about a couple of off-field things. I said we'd go back to the to the fantasy thing because it's a fun topic with the NFL season getting up and going. Um, but a couple other things I want to talk to you about before maybe we finish with that. Number one, and I know it took place several weeks ago, but fashion show, Tim Parker? <laughs> Is that a new career that's in, in the offing? It just hit the MLS uh, website over the course of the last couple of days. Yeah, to be fair, me and Sean thought that that uh, – 
that wasn't going to get out, and we were we were kind of getting excited about it. You know, we thought it wasn't, we wasn't getting out. Get, we thought it wasn't going to get out because we heard it was supposed to be released uh, during during one of the Derby weekends. So when we saw that we got past both Derby weekends and it wasn't getting out, we were like, we might have gotten off the hook. But to be fair, um, it was actually a lot of fun. It was like such a different experience for me and Sean in general. And we walking in there, I think we were more nervous than we might have seemed. And walking out, we have a new respect for uh, male modeling. All right, so take me through the whole process, right? How many outfits, how many changes took place? You know, when you see the fashion models do it, they make it seem pretty seamless. Like you go out, you have one thing on, you come back in, you got a whole nother. Were you were you okay with that in the back? Yeah, so we only had one outfit, but the way the way it was was you had to we had to walk the runway and like make a couple turns and then go down a set of stairs and walk another runway. And um, so we had to like practice kind of the the walkthroughs. And at first you'd kind of just walk in it, but then like by the time the fashion show start uh, gets started, you kind of look out from the curtain. And I, Sean was behind me, but I was like the third guy out in the entire show. So I walk. It was like Jim Jones, another model, and then myself. And I was like shook. I was completely shook. Didn't know what to do. And I remember the first time I walked out. I feel like I walked like so fast, like you hit like this like wall of cameras and you're supposed to strike a couple of poses <laughs> and me and Sean are in the <laughs> back like talking about like, yo, what should we do? And we're talking like other male models and they're like, they're, like, dude, just be really confident, like own your look, like. Whatever that like, look is. They're like, you look good, like don't worry about it. just own it. And we're like, dude, these guys are so confident. If we could have like half of their confidence, we will be all right. Did you, pick, so I'm looking at it on the website. Did you pick this sweater out that you were wearing? <laughs> No, I didn't. Did you get to keep it? No, I didn't. And either. you and Sean kind of have matching stripes yeah. going on here. Yeah, so it was like an athleisure brand that um, when we went the day before, the the guy running the uh, the brand kind of had everything set up for us. There were a couple other options that maybe we would have gone with, but um, at the end of the day, it was still really cool. It looks like maybe the best part of the night, and again, this is from the MLS website, would be the Heinekens after the event. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's probably pretty okay. pretty fair. Tim Parker fashion <laughs> model. So on my on my sheet that I use for the radio games, I have everybody's name with some information. Do I have to type that in? Part-time model. Part-time model? Yeah, my girlfriend would be she'd approve of that as well. She would approve a part-time model? Yeah. Not full-time. Not full-time. Okay. Not yet. Not little, yet. Little too much. Um also, speaking of modeling a little bit, how about being on a Red Bull can? I mean, I mean, I'm telling a you, seamless I'm a transition. Part time model. Are you working on maybe a career when you retire and whatever that is going to be? Uh, I hope not. I hope not. But um, was that a cool experience? I mean, the, the Red Bull, the Red Bull can was something uh, really cool when I when the idea got brought up to me. Um, I was obviously like thrilled that thrilled to be involved, and obviously for me being so close to home and with all my friends, they obviously always joked around with me. They were like. Oh, can you get me like? Can you get me free Red Bull cans? And I was like, sure. Like, I I can get you a Red Bull. Like, is that yeah. really all you want? Like, or you can just now go that buy I'm, it for three dollars. Like, like now okay now that I'm home, you just want like a free Red Bull can. Um, but now that like obviously be on the Red Bull can, they they think it's really cool, and so do I. How many of them do you have? How many of the cans with you on it do you have? Um, I have like a case at my apartment that you'll uh, never open. No, no, it's open because I give them okay. out to people that when my friends come over and stuff like that. But I have a funny story. My dad was uh, home and he went to like a 7-Eleven and there was a Red Bull truck there. 
And my dad was like about to go into 7-Eleven and like buy a bunch of Red Bulls because of like, you know, obviously me being he wanted the, can, the can. But he goes up to the guy that's running the Red Bull truck and he goes, hey, like, can I just buy a case right off your truck? And the guy's like, no, like, that's not, that's how, not this, how this works. That's not how this works. And my dad was so thrown off by it. And I was like, dad, like these guys, like they're doing deliveries. They don't just have like extra cases of Red Bull on the truck. <laughs> it's not the ice cream truck. But so he, he ends up going into 7-Eleven and they had like one of those deals, like three for five. So my dad ends up buying a case and is like so happy because he got like a three for five Red Bull can deal. How about um, how about amongst the team when when the guys get picked to do it? Is there any infighting? Is there was there any jealousy? Like, hey, why why did they take why did they take Tim Parker for the can? Why didn't they take me? Well, it's easy for me because I'm a model, so part time, part time model, model. part time model. Um, but no, I think uh, not. Not many people knew about it until probably it came out. It is pretty cool. Yeah. You'll always be someone who could say, have you been on a Red Bull can? That can be your question back to whoever <laughs> gives you any grief along that's, the way. That's true. All right, let's finish with a couple of things. Let's go back to football season. The Fantasy League with the players yep. is up and going. Yeah. Where did you pick? Ninth. There's 12 guys? 12 guys. Some former Red Bull, some current. Yeah. A couple of staff people. I did learn today... Gordon Stevenson, who's our communication manager, I don't know if he's going to be upset by this or not, but you let Gasparoni into the league? Yeah. Trust me, I'm not happy either. You're okay with it? Or you're not? I passed. You passed. Oh, so you, you did get offered. I passed a couple of years ago. So you can say to Gasparoni, like, second choice. You're always yeah. going to be second choice. Yeah. I mean, are we just letting anybody in if we're letting guys like that in? I mean, Gasparoni's such an interesting football guy. Have you heard his football story? Um, no. So Gasparoni's obviously like a Boston fan for everything. Yep. And then, I, I'm not kidding, this is a real story. He became a Bears fan because when the Patriots had Drew Bledsoe and Drew Bledsoe got hurt and this kid Tom Brady took over, yep. uh, Gasparoni was like, oh, I'm done with the Patriots. I'm going to be a Brian Urlacher, Urlacher fan. And that was it. And that was it, and that's... Probably, I mean, probably for, for why us, they've done. That's as why well. they've done well. Yeah, and that's why probably Gasparoni. All right, so you had the ninth pick. Who'd yeah. you take? Uh, I took Julio. Julio Jones. Okay. You yeah. feel good about your team? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to work a trade for Saquon, but K won't because he's a Giants me. guy. Yeah, I mean, I end up picking Daniel Jones last overall, but I mean, that's just, just kind of because. The, yeah, just because. But uh, last year I had Saquon. I took him first overall last year, and if I was first overall this year, I would have done the same thing. Okay, it's gonna be a, it's always a fun season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Trading going on. Trying to. Are guys good about it, Trying or are they to. pretty like? Nah, I'm not gonna trade anybody. No, there, there's a pretty good amount of trading going on in this league. Um, I think it's a lot of some guys just like some guys just their locker rooms change all the time. So for us, it's funny to like watch like how how quickly like locker rooms change and then to put that into like fantasy like you have like Luis being like the ultimate GM of like just moving guys in and out and like before he even has a guy from like your team he's already talking to another team trying to get trying to get somebody trying else. to move him else yeah okay so we know what he what his career will be when yeah. he's retired yeah yeah that's part-time model Luis next GM yeah some soccer <laughs> team or somebody um all right let's finish with uh the the expectations for the rest of the season yeah we said obviously a sprint to the end to make sure you get 
a playoff spot. We'll also know that with the new playoff format, at least having a home game, extremely important. Um, the top three, at least right now, has separated themselves a little bit in the East, which leaves that four spot kind of up, up for grabs. Um, even with the ups and downs of the season a little bit, you feel pretty good the direction this team is heading? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and like I said, I think with this bye week and with us being able to reset a little bit, I think we kind of needed it. And for us to go into this last stretch of five games, going on the road, going to hard places to play, and then coming home and playing some tough teams, it's going to be good for us to kind of get on the get on the ground rolling and take every game as if it's our last and obviously take it as if it, they're all playoff games from well, here on out. I was going to finish with that. In a way, your playoff season has already started. Yeah. Because these five games, you need – some combination of points, number one, to make sure you get in, number two, maybe get a playoff game, and then hopefully go on a little bit of a run. Um, does it make it different? Last question. Does it make it different with the new playoff format, knowing that it's one and done, where you don't have to worry about a, a home and home a little bit. You can just go out there, and as they say, anybody can beat anybody on a given day. It's not on two given days. Now it's just one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think when we look at it now, it's kind of – I think it works in our favor. You know, I think for Red Bull, the mentality that we have in is this all-out mentality, and to kind of lay it all out on that first game, lay it all out in 90 minutes is going to be uh, something that's advantageous for us. Tim, I appreciate you coming by, giving us some time uh, on the off week. Look forward to seeing you, Seattle, Portland, the rest of the year. Good luck with the fantasy. Thank you. And I will say with a smile, good luck with the part-time modeling. <laughs> Thank you. Timeout coming for us here. When we come back, we talk to the newest Red Bull, Josh Sims. We'll do that after a quick break. We are kicking it on the Red Bulls radio network. Download the New York Red Bulls app today to stay up to date on everything New York Red Bulls. Buy, share, and scan your tickets. Get all the latest news and content and listen to New York Red Bulls radio in English and Spanish. Then flip to arena mode to find concessions near your location and get real-time answers from the Red Bulls chatbot. Available now on iOS and Android or visit NewYorkRedBulls.com for more information. We are back here on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network, the second segment of our Players Only podcast, Kicking It. And we are uh, welcoming in for the first time here Josh Sims, who is good enough to give us some time. It's been about a month since you made the move, now on loan from Southampton for the rest of the season. First of all, really appreciate you coming in. Um, I'd have to start with have you had an opportunity in the last month to kind of feel like you're in one place. You've been able to take a breath a little bit and, and probably now feeling a little bit more at home than the first couple of weeks? Probably today. <laughs> probably today is the, the day where I feel like uh, I'm sort of settling in now. Um, there's been a few guys that have gone into international, um, so the numbers are a bit down um, from the normal normal amount. But, I mean, I'm moving into my new place uh, today, so there's, that's sort of going on uh, off the pitch. So, no, I mean, finally it's sort of uh, starting to sort of settling yeah you know for you probably so many pieces and components to making the move to a new league in a different country and at the back end of the season so you come in in August and I'm and I'm not telling you anything that you don't know knowing that you'd probably have have limited games but you just mentioned moving into a new place there's so much off-field stuff that goes into a transfer or a loan which keeps you as busy as sometimes the on-field stuff does. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <clears throat> it's uh, it's not just the, on the pitch that you need to focus on. I mean, that is the the main priority for me when I come out here is obviously to perf uh, perform and do well for the club. But 
it's off the pitch as well, all the experiences and all the learning, the, the way of life in America. So um, it's a lot different here than it is in Europe. Um, and also my girlfriend, she's come over, so it's a big thing for her. Um, for my family, um, obviously I won't be around for them to come to the game, so it's a bit different um, with the time time difference and stuff like that, but it's all part of the experience. Um, and no, I mean, everyone's been really sort of encouraged for me to come out here and um, they they want me the best for me, so yeah, it's all good. At the moment. How Had you ever been to the States? No. Uh, Never. Well, no, I've been to Baltimore. Um, that was just for pre-season uh, with, with Southampton, that was, I think, in 2017. Okay. Um, but we checked out like, the Under Armour thing they got there and yep. stuff like that. So that was good, but never never on holiday. So this is like the first first time. I've had a little chance. Um, we had a few days off to check out the city and things like that. Um, but like, it's been very rushed <laughs> since I've been out here. So I've not had a really, really good time to check everything out. But yeah, so this is the first time, really. So in the span of just about a month, give or take, you know, a day here or there, what mm. have you learned about living, not just in the United States, but living in kind of the hub in a way of the United yeah. States in this in this New York City metro area? I mean, it's uh, compared to where I live back in uh, Southampton, England, it's a uh, very hustle bustle, um, especially in, in the city. Um, I'm not really used to that. It's uh, a lot quieter where I live, more the countryside. So, I mean, learning that sort of side of life and it's a lot faster pace um, here. But no, I've I've really enjoyed it uh, for my girlfriend as well. She's obviously, when I'm here training, she's finding things to do, um, going checking out places while while I'm here training. Um, but no, she's she's also enjoyed it. And I think that's the main thing because um, it's a big thing for, for me to come out here, but also, if not a bigger thing for her to come out um, because obviously I'm here for the football, whereas she's, she she like needs to learn a whole new way of life, find new friends and things like that. Um, so that's that's a big thing as well. How about for, for that? Yeah. Um, since you since you've brought your girlfriend up a couple of times, to to have somebody as you make this transition, even for the rest of the year, to have somebody here that you can rely on in a way. Not that there's not people with the team, but somebody who's personally connected to you that can kind of go through this journey together probably makes it a little bit easier than just saying, okay, I'm going to the States, I'm going to be there for the rest of the year, and then what happens after that, who knows. Um, but having somebody that has that personal connection with you, probably pretty important. Yeah, I mean, because for me, it's not too bad because we have all the guys here, the, all the staff, the players, so I'm looked after, um, so I'm not the problem. <laughs> it's uh, it's for her, she needs to find uh, people that she feels comfortable with, and uh, she's already felt comf- a good connection with the other players, girlfriends and wives, so that's important. Um, like they say, happy wife, happy life, unless she's not a wife yet, but <laughs> but it's true. I mean, she uh, as long as she's happy, I'm happy. You know, we just had um, Tim Parker on, and I and I asked him about bringing you into the locker room. Um, and since I've been with the team, I made this point to him, saying it's not just about how you are as a player; it's also how you are as a person with the Red Bull culture and bringing the right guy into the locker room. What what did you, Josh Sims, know about the New York Red Bulls before you found out you either could be and then ultimately wound up coming here on loan? Well, I think the big part of it was the Red Bull group. Um, the manager at Southampton was part of that. So the training sessions I've, I've experienced here are very similar back to what it was like in England. Um, the style of play, uh, the way the boys play is very similar to home. So it wasn't a massive uh, change for me to come out here. And I knew that when I before I came out. I watched some of the, the matches um, and I seen some of the training sessions. So I knew that it wasn't a, a massive step uh, or change for me. So that was a big part of it. I wouldn't want to have come all this way to 
play a style of football that wasn't right for me because that wouldn't have benefited me or the team that I was going to play for. So that was a big thing. Um, and also for Southampton, they were they were keen for me to play here because they knew the sort of the philosophy here. And um, so yeah, I mean, it all sort of combined together to to create a place that I think would be uh, suited for me um, and benefit me and uh, Red Bulls. Josh Sims joining us here on the New York Red Bulls radio network. Um, he is with the Red Bulls on loan through the remaining part of this season. You came up through the Southampton Academy. Um, and I'll say this, having you played in the Premier League, the idea of being on loan isn't something that's unfamiliar with you because you spent some time with Reading. Does that make the loan here to New York a little bit easier, even though it's in a completely different area? Like, you kind of know the how it works in a way. Yeah, I mean, obviously, loans uh, vary depending on where you go. Um, Reading was, is I'm not sure if you know geographically, but it's very close to Southampton, so it's it's just down the road. Um, my family could have come to the games, no problem, etc. So that was easier in terms of that, uh, being closer to home. But here... The difficult thing was getting the visa and things like that. It took a bit of time. So I was playing, well, I wasn't playing for a couple of weeks in training because I wasn't allowed to train um, whilst I was getting the visa, etc. So that was difficult. So I've sort of come here off the back of pre-season. Um, not really played many minutes uh, back at Southampton. So I've sort of come here, tried to do a bit of training in, in the time that I had. Um, so I didn't come here completely unfit. So I've tried to do that, um, but I can see that the the pace that the boys are at there, obviously f- full on into their season. Um, so that's what I need to step up to um, and just sort of get up to speed as quickly as I can. Are you still paying attention to things in England, the Premier League? Are you still watching the games? Yeah, I'm still trying to, but I need to learn the, the time difference in when the games are on. So Southampton played Manchester United the other day. Big big tie. Yeah, it was, it was a great result for them. But I woke up. I don't know what time. And the game was over? Uh, yeah, well, nearly it was. It was about the 70th minute. I woke up, oh, let me check the score or let me see what time it's on. And it was already 70th minute. So I need to learn the timings. But no, I, I tried to. And obviously the, it's, the Premier League is so big, it, it's no problem finding it um, out here. So yeah, all the, all the games are on. So having played in the Premier League for the years that you did or even the championship when you were with Reading on loan, um, what does the, the young kid growing up now 22 know about major league soccer as a whole in terms of the league and how it's looked on in europe and and all kinds of things like that i mean growing up um i didn't really know anything about it you obviously know that the league's there etc but it's uh it was never really played um when i was growing up but coming especially i would say the last couple years you see it on we have sky sports news it's it's played on there the highlights are played on there um, obviously where the time difference is you don't really get to see the games unless you're up that late um, so that's the only thing I'd say that is difficult about it is that the games are just on at such a, a bad time in England that it's difficult to watch them but like I said the highlights etc and it's all over Sky Sports News now so it's not like it's completely unattached um, from Europe at all um, I think and being here personally I can say that it's it's good standard. It really is. It's a good standard. It's not like it's a, we say in England, like a Mickey Mouse league where it's just like a nothing. Uh, it's it's not. It's, there's some really good players here. And I think that's a big thing. I think players need to come out here to experience how good it is um, to see sort of firsthand that it's, it's, not, it's not a bad league at all. Um, and it's definitely going to be beneficial for me. Does it Does it help you in a way to see guys from England 
come here. Obviously, here with New York, Bradley yeah. Wright Phillips, case in point. Yeah. Wayne Rooney going to D.C. United. Does it help you see other guys who have played in places that you've played and then make a transition here to Major League Soccer? You're kind of doing it reverse. Yeah. You're at the beginning of your career. They're, they were more towards kind of the end of their career still playing, obviously. But um, moving forward, this could be a nice stepping stone for you. Yeah, I think in England there's been a sort of a thing where young players never really got out of England. It was always like you'd play in the English leagues, you'd drop down to maybe the League Twos, the League Ones to get time. I think in the last couple of years, it's been a big sort of step, I think, for young players to move out of England, experience sort of the new new way of life, um, experience different cultures. I think it's a big thing, not just for a footballer or soccer players, is for yourself, um, big sort of life experience. And like I said, seeing the the English players that have come out here, it's not it's not um, a thing that English players wouldn't do. I've seen, like you say, Rooney's been out here, Brad here. So it's um, it was never a hard thing for me to choose to come out here. But like I said, I'm doing it in the reverse where I'm coming up um, for the age groups. So I'm still young. And so I think for me, it's a big step for young players to come out here. And I think more and more should look to do it if they can. Um, I know that... There was a few at Southampton, young players that didn't get the pro contracts and would get sort of the college football um, out here and sort of do it that way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a big step for me and I'm looking forward to how it goes. You know, you just made a, uh, an interesting comparison there that I picked up. You said football and then right away said soccer. Right <laughs> I know, I'm it. trying to learn the... How difficult is that? Because listen, there, there's there's not just American guys here in Major League Soccer on the Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. There's guys like Danny Royer who comes from Europe, Mark Shotkovsky, guys from Central South America. They call it football as well. Yeah. When you you know obviously what soccer is because it's still a term that's referred to. Is that something that's difficult for you to even make that simple transition? Yeah, just purely because I've never called it soccer, but I'm trying to because you guys call it soccer, so I'm I'm trying to call it soccer because that's what you guys call it um and i know that the football the nfl starting soon i think is it tonight i think tonight yeah so uh i can't really call it football <laughs> what do you what do you know about any other i'll say american kind of sport baseball start of the football season like you're you're coming here and the the baseball season's kind of winding down the world series will be coming up in another you know six weeks or something like that you just mentioned the nfl getting up, up and going is that something that from a cultural personal standpoint you're you're almost kind of looking forward to experience a little bit yeah i mean like i said earlier the experiences is is learning all these new sports in england we never get the chance i mean football's so big out there that it's you don't really watch anything else or play anything else especially for when you're playing professionally you don't get a chance to so yeah i mean i'm looking forward to learning i have no idea about the rules and etc of it so i need to to learn them the boys are trying to get me into it um so yeah, I'm looking forward to. I'll probably go to a, a game or two um, just to see it firsthand and see it live. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many big sports out here. You got the baseball, the hockey. Um, it's just it's a new thing. You just don't get that in England. When you've seen um, leagues like the NFL or baseball try and go to England, like the Yankees and yeah, Red Sox yeah. played there this year, the NFL usually plays there a couple times of the year. How's that viewed by people in your country? I think it's more. I mean, I probably speak for the majority that they don't really understand the rules. I mean, obviously, a lot of them can watch it and do know the rules, but I think it's more of like a, an experience. Um, we don't have any of that sort of rugby's the only similarity kind of 
Um, but this is not that kind of sport there. So I think a lot of people go there just to experience it um, because it is just so different to what we have. Um, so, I mean, it is big. Like, there is people that watch it um, and follow it, but it's it's hard to. Um, so I think, yeah, it's viewed in a way that it's, it's more of a, an experience um, to watch it rather than watching it because they're, they're following one of the teams. Speaking of baseball, your first game at one of the most iconic places um, sports-wise, yeah. Yankee Stadium. It's in the middle of a, of a derby match, and I made a joke with, with Tim before when he was in here. As you're walking around, are you thinking to yourself, wow, I'm at Yankee Stadium. This is this is where the New York Yankees play. Or what the heck is a soccer field doing in the middle of the stadium and I'm about to make my Major League Soccer yeah. debut right here? Both. Both. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... Um, like I said, it's such an iconic stadium. Even for an English person, you know that the Yankee Stadium is such a, a massive, massive stadium. Um, and it is a brilliant stadium. It's just a shame that they had to you know, cut it in half for, to put the pitch on it. But it's, um, yeah, it wasn't ideal. Um, but for an English person coming out, it was, a uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed being there and, and seeing the stadium. It's a bit different on the pitch with, the, with how they've done it and obviously the result in the end. But... I mean, that was a, it's a good experience for me. It's a good learning curve. <laughs> so you've had that game, the game last time out against Colorado at home. Um, the next time after the international break, you'll be in a completely different place and area. I'm yeah. sure a couple of the guys have talked to you, being Portland, Seattle, that part of the country is almost nothing like where you are right now. Are you looking forward to, even in limited time, to going and experiencing and seeing different places? Yeah, I mean, for two different reasons, I think. The international break now it's a good chance for me to as i mentioned earlier the fitness is is to get more sort of time and training to sort of get my improve my fitness and being ready for the game i think the colorado game um obviously i have, still haven't been here that long so it's uh it was hard for me to get up to pace of the game i, I tried to do my best um but it was difficult um but yeah i mean so i have time before the next game to uh to improve that but yeah off the pitch obviously experience a whole new experience a whole new part of the country don't really know what to expect <laughs> to be honest but no I'm looking forward to it when you when you land here and you start talking to the guys and I'm sure you knew it when you were coming in and somebody says we want to make sure that we get into the playoffs yeah is that something that is so kind of in a way unfamiliar to you because it's 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 an American thing more so than it is anywhere else? Are you like what do you mean we got to get into the playoffs? It's not just who finishes at the top of the table wins I mean, the league. Yeah, I mean in the in the championship we do have the playoffs to get into the the Premier League, so it's not completely unfamiliar. But I think with the way that the the league works in terms of that no one can really get relegated, that's that's a new concept for me. Um, I mean, it's not hard to get your head around it. I mean, I've been here for however long I have now and I, I know how the league works. So, no, I mean, I think when I first came here, it was a bit like trying to learn how it worked. But no, I think also for me is the distances. Like I say, we're in Seattle and Portland next. I think in England, you just wouldn't ever get that distance between games. Um, I think we'd probably stay out there, if I'm correct, mm -hmm. um, and train out there. So that's that's a new thing as well, um, doing that. If you have an away game in England, I think... the the furthest you could probably travel is probably five hours um, and that would be by car or coach but on a plane it'd be like an hour and that would be from top to bottom that would be like Southampton to Newcastle so it's really not far at all between the games um, so that's a, that's a big thing When you look at um, the opportunities that you've had and still at 22 so much in front of you to play in the Premier League play 
on loan in the championship. Um, what I want to ask you about now, though, is, is what it's been like to have the opportunity to put your national team jersey on and play with the um, the, the youth teams of England. What what th- I mean, that must be just a dream experience for a kid who grows up in England to be part of the national program. Yeah, sure. I mean, I remember even now the first time I put it on, I got called up. So I was put onto like a standby list. Uh, this is when I first got called up. This was in the 17s. Um, I was playing really well at Southampton through, through the youth. Um, so yeah, I got called up to the standby and I was over the moon. I remember calling my mum, dad and agents, you know, everyone, all my family saying, look, I've been on standby and they're like, that's really good. And then I think the team, uh, it was t- I think it was travelling to Portugal and it was a day before I was meant to travel out and I got the call to say one of the boys got injured. So I'm going to be put into the team, put into the squad. And yeah, I was just absolutely over the moon. I was very nervous because I didn't know many of the guys there because there was no one there from Southampton. So I had to meet a bunch of new guys. Um, but yeah, it was just an un- unbelievable feeling to put that, you know, the England top on and play for your country. Um, and I'd done, done really well. And luckily I've been had a chance to uh, play for the older age groups, um, most recently with the under 20s. Um, so yeah, I've been really fortunate and honoured to play for them. Let's finish with a, with a couple of quick things here, Josh. First, um, tell me, is it difficult for you at all being here on loan with, with limited time because the regular season is almost over and hopefully a, a playoff run will follow, maybe not knowing what the, the future will hold for you in a way? Is that difficult at all? Um, not really. I think in what we do, we need to take it step by step. So I was never really, well, for me now, I was never really looking forward to not forward looking at the future and see what it holds um i think i need to just concentrate game by game and so does the club i mean if we get into playoffs which we should and hopefully we do that's brilliant and we get more game time and then we can see from there if i if i stay for the following season and yeah see what's best what have any of the guys on the team told you while you're here that you need to get done like you need to go here to dinner you need to go here and do this you need to have um this experience while you're in the in the united states i can't give you one answer because there's been so many whose advice do you feel like you should listen to because listen let's um, be fair there's I'll plenty probably, of guys I'll, on there yeah. you, you don't want to pay any attention to them at all <laughs> i'm probably be a bit biased and say brad just because he's english okay um so now I've, I've hooked up with him um at the weekend and we went out for you know for a bit and so I've, I'm trying to stay with him because he's English and he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Did he take you to like an, a New York City English pub? Yeah, similar. similar so we yeah. haven't really experienced it yet. I mean, it's uh, no, I mean, I've not had a ta- chance. I've not had time to see the whole of the city. But it's even from guys back in England that have been out here, they've given me endless, endless things to do. And there is endless things to do here. So I'm, I'm never going to be short of things to do, put it I, that way. I think the way we, Gordon, how we... T- did this episode with Tim being a native New York guy you need to spend a couple of days with Tim maybe yeah. drive the LIE really I mean, experience the, the yeah. traffic and figure out oh, all I don't wanna, the hustle I don't, and bustle I, yeah I don't, I'm not sure about the traffic I might leave that but it's uh yeah there's so many things to do I'm definitely not going to get bored <laughs> well I really appreciate you coming by I, I know it's busy for you with everything kind of getting yourself uh, yeah. put together here in the states giving us some time having an opportunity to, to chat with you and get to know you a little bit and now the fans can can listen back and do that as well um, wish you nothing but success for the remaining part 
of your time here with New York and, and whatever the future may hold. I appreciate it. That's Josh Sims, who swings by, gives us some time here. This is our Players Only podcast. We thank Tim Parker, our producer, Gordon Stevenson, the rest of us here at the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. I'm Matt Harmon. We will see you next weekend in Seattle with that uh, two-game Western road trip, Seattle and Portland, two big games coming up for the New York Red Bulls. Thanks, as always, for listening to us here.